0: Section One Hundred and Four of Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume Five: Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal, edited by Eva March Tappan. Section one hundred and four the governor of the alhambra and the notary by washington irving in former times there ruled as governor of the alhambra a doughty old cavalier who from having lost one arm in the wars was commonly known by the name of el gobernador manco or the one-armed governor he in fact prided himself upon being an old soldier wore his moustaches curled up to his eyes a pair of campaigning boots and a toledo as long as a spit with his pocket-handkerchief in the basket hilt he was moreover exceedingly proud and punctilious and tenacious of all his privileges and dignities under his sway the immunities of the alhambra as a royal residence and domain were rigidly exacted no one was permitted to enter the fortress with firearms or even with a sword or staff unless he were of a certain rank and every horseman was obliged to dismount at the gate and lead his horse by the bridle now as the hill of the alhambra rises from the very midst of the city of granada being as it were an excrescence of the capital it must at all times be somewhat irksome to the captain-general who commands the province to have thus an imperium in imperio a petty independent post in the very centre of his domains it was rendered the more galling in the present instance from the irritable jealousy of the old governor that took fire on the least question of authority and jurisdiction and from the loose vagrant character of the people who had gradually nestled themselves within the fortress as in a sanctuary and thence carried on a system of roguery and depredation at the expense of the honest inhabitants of the city thus there was a perpetual feud and heart-burning between the captain-general and the governor the more virulent on the part of the latter inasmuch as the smallest of two neighboring potentates is always the most captious about his dignity the stately palace of the captain-general stood in the plaza nueva immediately at the foot of the hill of the alhambra and here was always a bustle and parade of guards and domestics and city functionaries a beetling bastion of the fortress overlooked the palace and public square in front of it and on this bastion the old governor would occasionally strut backwards and forwards with his toledo girded by his side keeping a wary eye down upon his rival like a hawk reconnoitring his quarry from his seat in a dry tree whenever he descended into the city it was in grand parade on horseback surrounded by his guards or in his state coach an ancient and unwieldy spanish edifice of carved timber and gilt leather drawn by eight mules with running footmen outriders and lackeys on which occasions he flattered himself he impressed every beholder with awe and admiration as vicegerent to the king though the wits of granada particularly those who loitered about the palace of the captain-general were apt to sneer at his petty parade and in allusion to the vagrant character of his subjects to greet him with the appellation of the king of the beggars one of the most fruitful sources of dispute between these two doughty rivals was the right claimed by the governor to have all things passed free of duty Through the city that were intended for the use of himself or his garrison by degrees this privilege had given rise to extensive smuggling a nest of contrabandistas took up their abode in the hovels of the fortress and the numerous caves in its vicinity and drove a thriving business under the connivance of the soldiers of the garrison the vigilance of the captain-general was aroused he consulted his legal adviser and factotum a shrewd meddlesome escribano or notary who rejoiced in an opportunity of perplexing the old potentate of the alhambra and involving him in a maze of legal subtleties he advised the captain-general to insist upon the right of examining every convoy passing through the gates of his city and penned a long letter for him in vindication of the right governor manco was a straightforward cut-and-thrust old soldier who hated an escribano worse than the devil and this one in particular worse than all other escribanos what said he curling up his moustaches fiercely does the captain-general set his men of the pen to practise confusions upon me i'll let him see an old soldier's not to be baffled by schoolcraft he seized his pen and scrawled a short letter in a crabbed hand in which without deigning to enter into argument he insisted on the right of transit free of search and announced vengeance on any custom-house officer who should lay his unhallowed hand on any convoy protected by the flag of the alhambra while this question was agitated between the two pragmatical potentates it so happened that a mule laden with supplies for the fortress arrived one day at the gate of by which it was to traverse a suburb of the city on its way to the alhambra the convoy was headed by a testy old corporal who had long served under the governor and was a man after his own heart as rusty and stanch as an old toledo blade as they approached the gate of the city the corporal placed the banner of the alhambra on the pack-saddle of the mule and drawing himself up to a perfect perpendicular advanced with his head dressed to the front but with the wary side glance of a cur passing through hostile ground and ready for a snap and a snarl who goes there said the sentinel at the gate soldier of the alhambra said the corporal without turning his head what have you in charge provisions for the garrison proceed the corporal marched straight forward followed by the convoy but had not advanced many paces before a posse of custom-house officers rushed out of a small toll-house hallo there cried the leader muleteer halt and open those packages the corporal wheeled round and drew himself up in battle array respect the flag of the alhambra said he these things are for the governor a figo for the governor and a figo for his flag muleteer halt i say stop the convoy at your peril cried the corporal cocking his musket muleteer proceed The muleteer gave his beast a hearty whack the custom-house officer sprang forward and seized the halter whereupon the corporal levelled his piece and shot him dead the street was immediately in an uproar the old corporal was seized and after undergoing sundry kicks and cuffs and cudgelings which are generally given impromptu by the mob in spain as a foretaste of the after penalties of the law he was loaded with irons and conducted to the city prison while his comrades were permitted to proceed with the convoy after it had been well rummaged to the alhambra the old governor was in a towering passion when he heard of this insult to his flag and capture of his corporal for a time he stormed about the moorish halls and vapored about the bastions and looked down fire and sword upon the palace of the captain-general having vented the first ebullition of his wrath he dispatched a message demanding the surrender of the corporal as to him alone belonged the right of sitting in judgment on the offences of those under his command the captain-general aided by the pen of the delighted escribano replied at great length arguing that as the offense had been committed within the walls of his city and against one of his civil officers it was clearly within his proper jurisdiction the governor rejoined by a repetition of his demand the captain-general gave a surrejoinder of still greater length and legal acumen the governor became hotter and more peremptory in his demands and the captain-general cooler and more copious in his replies until the old lion-hearted soldier absolutely roared with fury at being thus entangled in the meshes of legal controversy while the subtle escribano was thus amusing himself at the expense of the governor he was conducting the trial of the corporal who mewed up in a narrow dungeon of the prison had merely a small grated window at which to show his iron-bound visage and receive the consolations of his friends a mountain of written testimony was diligently heaped up according to spanish form by the indefatigable escribano the corporal was completely overwhelmed by it he was convicted of murder and sentenced to be hanged it was in vain the governor sent down remonstrance and menace from the alhambra the fatal day was at hand and the corporal was put in capilla that is to say in the chapel of the prison as is always done with culprits the day before execution that they may meditate on their approaching end and repent them of their sins seeing things drawing to extremity the old governor determined to attend to the affair in person for this purpose he ordered out his carriage of state and surrounded by his guards rumbled down the avenue of the alhambra into the city driving to the house of the escribano he summoned him to the portal the eye of the old governor gleamed like a coal at beholding the smirking man of the law advancing with an air of exultation what is this i hear cried he that you are about to put to death one of my soldiers all according to law all in strict form of justice said the self-sufficient escribano chuckling and rubbing his hands i can show your excellency the written testimony in the case fetch it hither said the governor the escribano bustled into his office delighted with having another opportunity of displaying his ingenuity at the expense of the hard-headed veteran he returned with a satchel full of papers and began to read a long deposition with professional volubility by this time a crowd had collected listening with outstretched necks and gaping mouths prithee man get into the carriage out of this pestilent throng that i may the better hear thee said the governor the escribano entered the carriage when in a twinkling the door was closed the coachman smacked his whip mules carriage guards and all dashed off at a thundering rate leaving the crowd in gaping wonderment nor did the governor pause until he had lodged his prey in one of the strongest dungeons of the alhambra he then sent down a flag of truce in military style proposing a cartel or exchange of prisoners the corporal for the notary the pride of the captain-general was piqued he returned a contemptuous refusal and forthwith ordered a gallows tall and strong to be erected in the centre of the plaza nueva for the execution of the corporal oh ho is that the game said governor manco he gave orders and immediately a gibbet was reared on the verge of the great beetling bastion that overlooked the plaza now said he in a message to the captain-general hang my soldier when you please but at the same time that he is swung off in the square look up to see your escribano dangling against the sky the captain-general was inflexible troops were paraded in the square the drums beat the bell tolled an immense multitude of amateurs gathered together to behold the execution on the other hand the governor paraded his garrison on the bastion and told the funeral dirge of the notary from the torre de la campana or tower of the bell the notary's wife pressed through the crowd with a whole progeny of little embryo escribanos at her heels and throwing herself at the feet of the captain-general implored him not to sacrifice the life of her husband and the welfare of herself and her numerous little ones to a point of pride for you know the old governor too well said she to doubt that he will put his threat in execution if you hang the soldier the captain-general was overpowered by her tears and lamentations and the clamors of her callow brood the corporal was sent up to the alhambra under a guard in his gallows garb like a hooded friar but with head erect and a face of iron the ascribano was demanded in exchange according to the cartel the once bustling and self-sufficient man of the law was drawn forth from his dungeon more dead than alive all his flippancy and conceit had evaporated his hair it is said had nearly turned grey with affright and he had a downcast look as if he still felt the halter round his neck the old governor stuck his one arm a kimble and for a moment surveyed him with an iron smile henceforth my friend said he moderate your zeal in hurrying others to the gallows be not too certain of your safety even though you should have the law on your side and above all take care how you play off your schoolcraft another time upon an old soldier end of section 104 this recording is in the public domain